Vladimir Putin seems convinced, doesn't he? I'm not sure he believes that there are actually Nazis running Ukraine or acts of genocide there, or even that Russians in Ukraine need protection. But it does seem Putin is convinced he's acting for the good, for Russia, or at least his idea of Russia, and maybe for the Russian people, although a line from a U.S. major fighting in Vietnam does seem apropos, it became necessary to destroy the town to save it, he said. Certainly that would seem true of Putin's thoughts on Ukraine. It might end up being the result in Russia, too. Turn stones into bread. You determine reality. You determine what's true. You determine what things are. You determine what people need. You yourself without reference to God. Beginning with our little I as a reference point, the determining factor results inevitably and a diminishment of life, if not chaos and ruin. For one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Be it international affairs, family life, sexuality, beginning with our I, approaching life based off of our determination of the good, supplants God. It falls for the same original temptation of Adam and Eve. You can be like gods, determining what is good and evil. Pope Benedict XVI said that the issue here is the primacy of God. The issue is acknowledging that he is a reality, that he is the reality without nothing else can be good. History cannot be detached from God and then run smoothly on purely material lines. If man's heart is not good, then nothing else can turn out good either. And the goodness of the human heart can ultimately come only from the one who is goodness, who is the good itself. You see, this temptation has to do with circumscribing the world within the confines of our ego. I know what's best quickly becomes, I know what's best for you and will impose it on you too. This first temptation is closely related to the third. Throw yourself down. Test God. You determine whether or not he is who he says he is. You can be like gods. But as with any other personal relationship, placing oneself in a position of power pushes others away from you. It's only by trusting the other by giving oneself to the other, that we know the other and are known by them. St. Augustine said to his students that you'll never understand Virgil, the epic poet, unless you give yourself and trust yourself to him. If you approach him as a critic from the distance, you'll never know him. Entrust yourself to God and he will send angelic support as he sees you need it. Don't attempt to force him and fall for that original temptation. Both the first and the last temptation are connected with the second one, which has to do with the highest good. 
with the fundamental aim that gives direction to everything else. As a priest, I'm privileged to see at least some of how this works out in people's lives. I find it especially apparent at the end of life. On Tuesday, we have a funeral here for one of our parishioners. Her four adult kids were in this week to talk about the Mass and about her mom, about their mom. The goodness of the kids was just so extraordinarily evident. You can see they enjoyed one another's company. All four practicing Catholics, which is rare these days for a whole family. They said that every day until high school, they prayed the rosary together as a family. They said their mom, Betty, prayed five rosaries a day. One for each of her children, and then one on top of that. And the older two told the story about the younger two, I think, to get them just a little bit. They talked about a time when the younger two were kind of rowdy, quite rowdy, at Mass. And they said that their mom and dad decided to go separately because of how much they appreciated and needed to hear, to focus, to participate, to take in what was offered there. You know, the fundamental aim of your life, what you believe is the highest good, what you revolve your life around, what you worship, gives your life shape of one kind or another. No doubt this is partly why skipping Mass is understood as such a grave or mortal offense. It's a choice that indicates that what is mortal, finite passing is becoming or has become the driving force in your life. Friends, as our first reading suggests, God is attentive to our needs and provides for freedom from that which would trick and ensnare us. He does this through his Son, who demonstrates that fidelity to God in every circumstance, be it in the desert, amidst hunger, amidst temptation, fidelity to God creates the interior disposition needed to discern his presence and guidance, which then enables us to provide bread, true nourishment to others, in a sense becoming bread ourselves. 